0: Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast.
1: Good afternoon, Rotarians and guests. It gives me great pleasure today to introduce our program. Greg Brinton, Interim Director with AFWork Vegas and Chief of Strategic Partnership with Defense Works from Florida. During his successful career, he has held a variety of executive positions, including engineer manager, operation manager, general manager, and VP of operations. Mr. Brinton brought his extensive experience in aviation, medical oil, gas, and high-tech commercial production management to be part of the original team challenged with set up and running the Las Vegas office of AFWorks. In addition to his extensive background, he is active in the Nevada Florida Manufacturing Council, the Community Economic Development Council, SBDC Board of Directors, Florida Makes Board of Directors, Manufacturing Association of Florida, the Florida Great Northwest Trustee with the University of West Florida, and CEO sponsor for American Heart Association, to name just a few. The mission of AFWorks Vegas is to serve the needs of the Air Force by addressing their toughest challenges. AFWORK is committed to scouting and designing innovative solutions for the Air Force. Help me welcome today's program, Greg Brint.
2: Thank you, Kathy. That was, that was too kind. Um, so, thank you guys for all having me here today and, and let me tell you a little bit about AppWorks and, and what we do. So um, I'm going to flip the slides through here. I guess I can just touch the screen, I guess is what he said. Arrow. We'll get it. So I won't spend a lot on DefenseWorks, but I did want to touch on DefenseWorks. Um, corporate umbrella for six innovation hubs that are in five different states. and. The the original innovation hub was called the Doolittle Institute, which was named after Jimmy Doolittle. It's at Eglin Air Force Base in Niceville, Florida, so that's where I'm from. Um, I'm from that area. I actually live in Navarre, Florida, and I saw another person that was from Pensacola, so we have something in common today. Um, The next hub was the Softworks, um, and let me back up. Doolittle actually supports the Air Force Research Laboratory out of Eglin Air Force Base. SoftWorks is actually in Tampa, Florida, and it, su- it supports US SOCOM, United States Special Operations Command. And they, su- they do stuff that is very, very similar to what AFWorks does, but AFWorks, what I would say, it takes it up a notch, okay? And um, of course, AFWorks out here in Las Vegas, that's, uh, we'll, we'll get into that much later, and I'll, I'll tell you a lot, lot more about that. And then MGMWorks, which is in Montgomery, Alabama, it supports Air University, and um, what that hub and innovation hub was designed to do is a lot of the airmen that come to Air University, or all of them, have to write write a white paper on how they make their stuff better for what they do. Right? So whatever they're whatever they're doing, they have to write a white paper to say how can I make my job better. And those white papers are graded, and anything that's a it's a B or above. Um, is a good idea, but it gets put on a shelf and then nobody ever looks at it again, right? So um, we're asking our airmen to say how to make their job better. We, they write this white paper, but then it gets put in the archives. So we're pulling those out of the archives. We're trying to get those ideas out um, and either commercialize those in some cases or actually um, bring them into the military and utilize them. Um, i F- Works is actually unique. That is the only hub that is not Air Force, okay? Erdic Works is the Army Corps of Engineers, that's the Engineering Research um, Design Center, and uh, very similar case there. They have a lot of technology they would like to bring out and commercialize. And then Fireworks is our newest, and we're just getting ready to stand that up, and that's actually in Flint, Michigan, and that's fueling innovation through rapid Engineering, so um, trying to trying to draw in the automotive component of what we do, and bring that into the military because there's a lot of great solutions we've already have in the commercial world and automotive that we can bring into the military world. Good, thank you. So, um, AFWorks was imagined by Secretary of Air Force uh, at the time, uh, Heather Wilson. She's now gone on, and I think she's going to be a university president somewhere in Texas. I can't remember the the, the university, but. She had one big vision. Um, She wanted an innovation hub that was out in a area where there was a lot of things going on, a lot of conferences, a lot of hotels, a lot of uh, good food, all those things. So um, on July 2017, I was actually one of the first people on the ground here in Las Vegas looking for properties. Um, I met with academia, we met with folks at UNLV, we met with the folks from the chamber, the Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance, we met with the City of Las Vegas Economic Development Group, um, the governor's office, uh, GOED, and just tried to scout out how we were gonna do this thing. What does this thing look like? Because um, we wanted it to be something different. So we did 31 properties in three days. We were all over the map. We were downtown Las Vegas. We were at the Hughes Center where we're at right now and located. And we were down by switch in that area. We we're down by the airport. Um, we, we brought that back to the Air Force uh, senior leadership at Nellis and said, hey, here's all the properties we turned. And we narrowed that down to three, which was the Hughes Center. Um, he won one in downtown Las Vegas. So we, we put the Neonopolis in there. And then uh, the old Cosmo building, which was down by switch, was the three kind of main ones we looked at. And... Um, As soon as we laid the Hughes Center on the table, he says, this is it. I can see the strip. There's plenty of hotels. I can walk to where my food's at. And um, we can bring a lot of people in, and they can enjoy the Las Vegas atmosphere. So that's why we end up in the Hughes Center. Um, We were kicked off by uh, Vice President Mike Pence. He actually came out in January of 2018. So we're a pretty young organization. Um, I like to say we're kind of in startup mode and we're transitioning to normal stability in in states at this point in time. So um, I just got a picture here where all the airmen and and, uh, we're taking selfies with uh, Mike Pence and uh, Vice President Pence, should I say. Um, This is a look as you come into our hub. So some of you have been at our hub. Um, It's innovative. It puts you in a different state of mind, and that's what we wanted. We wanted to take the, the, the airmen out of the normal behind the fence atmosphere and environment which could be block buildings and no windows or whatever that might be we wanted to get them in a place where they could uh, the 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 feel change their mindset Um, where uh, i was listening to a speaker this morning about innovation and one of the things she said is that you know it's it's a good thing to get yourself out of the normal environment maybe it's go for a run do a bike ride um because that's where you have your best ideas. Your brain automatically connects those, and that's what you're doing when you're dreaming, right? So your, your brain automatically connects those, those innovative thoughts um, when you kind of get yourself out of that uh, normalcy of everyday thinking and tunnel vision. Um, I'll have to commend Kathy Dalvey, actually. She, was, she put all of the furniture in the hub and kind of decked it out for us, so she did an amazing job. Um, everybody loves the environment. And that's one of the compliments we get when when they come into the facility. Is um, it just it feels like you can just think differently. I'm gonna show you a little video.
1: We are live at the AtWorks Fusion Experience in Las Vegas, Nevada. 187 companies submitted their solutions to a big challenge in the Air Force, and that is perimeter security. 60 companies made it here today, and they are exhibiting their amazing technologies. These companies include everyone from academia, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and everything in between.
0: We are going to be selecting up to 10 teams that we'll be inviting back to another event that we're going to hold at our Vegas hub to see if we can actually fast-track some contracts for people. So what is AFWARCE? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? We are a fusion of capabilities that connects innovators and accelerates results. This is your chance, whether through business, whether through military, whether through academics, to tap into ultimately a network of over 600,000 officers, enlisted civilians who want to innovate.
2: So um, that was Dr. Beam Mao, um, you saw on there. And Mark Rowland was one of our innovators at the hub. Um, He's contracted through Defense Defense Works. So, the difference between the AFWORKS Vegas hub and all the other hubs, and I kind of wanted to touch on that, is Defense Works really only has the employees at the AFWORKS Vegas hub. And the DC AFWORKS is the headquarters for AFWORKS Vegas. And so, the DC AFWORKS is a government entity. And then the Vegas AppWorks is a 501c3 because that's what DefenseWorks is, so that allows us to do some special things out here. It allows us to have connections to the Pentagon, the Secretary of the Air Force, and whatever you know the the, the next big thinking thing is. They can drive that strategy down to AppWorks Vegas, and we have to execute on it. So how do we execute on that? We use our ecosystem, and I'll I'll get into how many programs we have and what we've done in those programs, but. It's basically the connections that we have, and I I can spew out a bunch of numbers. I've heard 80,000-plus people in our ecosystem, Um, but I just say this. Six hubs connected, trying to do the same thing, connecting to different parts of the, the nation in military and now different services of the military is already a great ecosystem, right? We're all talking. We're all trying to figure out how to innovate. So the other works you'll see up there in the very top, we, we try to get in startups, that's a big component of what we do. A defense industrial base, uh, it, you see the Air Force Research Laboratories up there, uh, Venture Capital Community, AQ, Allies. Um, we had the uh, Australian Air Force in just last, just this week actually. Um, they were asking how do we do these things? We hear a lot of great things, how do, how can we connect with you to do even more things? So uh, we, the uh, joint forces, you know, as as I said, uh, as well. So, so some of the projects we're doing, uh, the KC thirty, uh, KC one thirty five boom operator, that was actually a, a entrepreneurship, and what we call entrepreneurship is when you're inside the Air Force or inside um, the armed forces, and you have an idea. And he, this gentleman was a uh, boom. He was actually a teacher for a boom operator, and uh, he actually, in the KC-135, as you're instructing, should I say, instructor for a boom operator, um, you have to lay against the side of the aircraft to do the instruction, because the person actually operating the boom is operating the boom. So it's cold, you're leaning up against structure and those things, and he said, why don't we make a, a place where I can lay down and see down through and and help instruct and not put all this damage on my body. And you'll see there's an infographic that we have in just a few minutes and tells you a little bit more about that, but um, that shows you some of the successes of of how much we saved the military and medical and, and those kind of things. The helmet project was a big one. It's a big win. I think that's our first tangible big win. We started that in July of 2018 and the Air Force came to us and it's the fixed wing helmet. It's not the F-35 helmet, but it's a lot more sophisticated and, a lot, and it's actually um, tailored to each individual. But um, the fixed wing helmet, I'm talking F-16s and things like that, uh, that helmet design was probably about a 1965, maybe mid-60s um, helmet design. We've put a lot of technology on those helmets, night vision goggles and other things And the Air Force for years has reached out to the primes and said, hey, we need this helmet, we need it better, we're we're putting our airmen's necks in danger, you know, we're, we're just doing a lot of damage and we need you to fix it. They got no really traction in that. So they came to Afworks and said, look, we have a problem, here's what it is. And how they solved the problem was they put a five kilogram weight on the other side of the helmet to balance out all the technology that we put on the helmet Well, if any of you're a pilot and you know you're pulling a 6G turn or something, well, that's 30 kilograms just because you added the extra weight on your neck, not including all the other stuff that was there. Right. So July, we started that, and we, we went through the process of trying to figure out what were the right things to do in that helmet, what were the right attributes to put in the helmet, what are the right materials to put in the helmet, what are all the problems we have with the helmet today. We did a challenge um, we, we we had a hundred and three businesses come in. Some were non-traditional, never done work with the government before. Some were primes. Uh, we had people in like Bell Racing and those kind of things that did commercialized type stuff. And the end, end result was is we had thirteen, I believe it was thirteen. It might have been a little more than thirteen companies actually come back for the challenge. Then some of them felt that. Man, you got a great technology I can put in this helmet, and I don't have so great technology to put in the helmet, so I'm going to use your technology and my helmet, so will you partner with me? So they ended up being seven teams out of those 13 companies that, that ended up uh, coming in on the, on the challenge. They worked all those prototypes out. Long story short, in just nine months, we've handed off four prototypes to the Air Force, and, and, and they love them. Right. Some of them are carbon fiber, so there's some of them are a little more expensive, some of them are you know, mid-level range pricing, but it all has the technology that the Air Force wanted, and we, we've gotten rave reviews on that, and you might have seen some press releases on that because they're just now starting to come out because May 22nd, that's when we hand them off. The concrete showcase is another type of project we're doing. We have really, we kind of think we know what they're doing with the technology, but they said go pour a big slab of concrete and put a half-inch line piece of steel on one side of it, and I need it air-conditioned on the bottom side, by the way, so I'm, I'm actually simulating ground conditions, and ask anybody that can come out with any kind of technology that can see through that concrete and tell me what's in it and around it. So we poured that slab of concrete in Desert Research's parking lot. Um, it's being air-conditioned actually June the 11th. And July the 12th, we'll have a challenge that will bring out these technologies. And we have, I think, seven people coming out for that challenge, for that showcase, if you want to call it a showcase, I guess. And just, we're going to see what they can do. Right? That, that they don't have the technology today to do it, but we feel that we found somebody that can do it. JCAD is a, um, it's a, chem- yeah, it's joint chemical agent um, detector, and really it's, for chemical, Biological, nuclear, or radioactive explosions, it detects that. So it it gives us that signal, right, that something's happened and it's not good. Um, This was a spark tank winner, actually went to AFA in Orlando, Florida, and he presented this idea that, hey, I'm replacing the batteries in these things all the time, why don't we put solar panels on them? Why don't we put a lithium ion battery on it or a different type of battery technology on it to where it lasts longer? So Mark Cuban was actually a judge in that, and uh, this, this uh, gentleman won the, the spark tank. We brought um, all kinds of people in from academia, the users, and um, businesses, and did a sprint. So in four days, we built four prototypes, I think it was. Um, we really said we really probably ought to do that in five days because they were long, long days. I think we got there at 6 in the morning and probably left about 8 o'clock at night. But. Um, we came up with four prototypes and those are going on to the next stage. We just don't know exactly what the Air Force thinks of them at this point in time, but they, they love the prototypes. They just, you know We just gotta get a little more information. The iris respirator is really a device that is um, these folks that clean the wings of a, a, the aircraft, and I don't know so much about it other than today we still use Morse code to knock through the aircraft to make sure that we're communicating with the people and they're doing that. And we feel that we can bring in different kinds of communication to where we aren't creating a spark or anything like that where there could be an explosion. So we're, we're actually trying to figure out what that respirator looks like today, and we're just in the initial stages of that. You'll see Tyndall Air Force Base on there. Base of the future, I don't know if how many of you heard or saw, or I'm sure it's been on the news a lot, where Tyndall pretty much got wiped out in Hurricane Maria. Um, I actually worked at the state of Florida at the time and doing strategic business development for Governor Scott, um, now Senator Scott, and. I saw the devastation, I mean it was just you go to Panama City and I, I kind of grew up in that area and you used to know where things were at, at like landmarks where you could turn to go someplace and they were gone. Um, but the uh, Pentagon and the Air Force and even some of the, the, the senators and representatives said man Force is doing such a great job, wouldn't it be really cool to bring in the people that can maybe make a base of the future that we, we don't even know what we can imagine yet. Um, so we're working on that actually towards the end of this month. I think it's June the 25th and 26th. Uh, we'll have a bunch of folks out. Um, we, we're limiting that workshop to about 60 to 65 people because uh, we gotta, it's a broad topic, right? And we've got to get down to some, some channels to where we can actually um, make a difference. Microelectronics, I won't go into that a lot, but we're just trying to, trying to develop a chip that's very, very small, right? And uh, it's just a microchip. And um, most of our technology today, believe it or not, um, it comes from overseas. And there's a big concern about the, um, one, the origin of where it's coming from and, uh, and is it safe? So like China or, or whatever, I mean, uh, we were having a discussion just today that a lot of our technology, our cell phones and a lot of that stuff, there's a rare earth mer- rare earth element in that called thorium. And China has the mark on it. They've got it locked up. And if, it, if a company tries to go around China and, and go to another source of supply, they'll just put you out of business and stop selling it to you. And they can't get enough of it other than through China. So... We've got a lot of work to do in, in our electronic components, and that's what the microelectronics provenance challenge is, is just making sure that we can detect the origins of where it came from, right? So we're safe. The last one I want to mention is multi-domain operations. That was a big one that the um, vice chief of the Air Force came to us on and said, I want you to hold a multi-domain operations workshop, and we are all like, okay, what does that mean, right? Um, because everybody you talk to says it's says it's it's just a little bit different, right? Just the the way they explain it's different. My dumbed down version of it is, is basically if something happened today that was spontaneous and it was global, how would you figure out how to react to it quick enough to make a difference, right? So we're talking about armed forces different, like the Army, the Navy, the Marines, Air Force. We all communicate on different platforms today. Right. How do we make sure those folks can communicate quickly through technology? So we want to make sure that we're grabbing all the technology that we can and all the information we can. So is that satellites from space? Is that drones flying around in the air trying to figure out what we're doing? Is that cameras on the ground? Is that boots on the ground? Is that aircraft reconnaissance? What is that? Right. What does that look like? Taking all that information in, figuring out how to sort all that information out, keeping that all that information secure? And then spitting it all back out to the appropriate individual to make an actionable decision and reaction. All right? So that's kind of the dumbed down version of that, but um, that's what it's about: um, is just making sure we can com- communicate clearly with one another, Units you know, and an artificial intelligence or whatever it might be. Um, I I probably don't have the. You might have seen Enders Game, but that's the. If you see the the scene in the ending scene in Enders Game you can kind of see where we're visioning that at. It's way out there, so if you have time one time, just pull up the ending of Ender's Game and see what that looks like. So the helmet challenge, I just put that up there because it was kind of a here's all our stuff and put a five kilogram weight on its balance. I thought it'd be a good little thing uh, there. That just shows the timeline of the AppWorks challenge. I wanted to make sure you saw that. Um, Again, July 2018, we handed that off in um, May, of, May 22nd, 2019, and then um, the Air Force it's in their hands now. So one of the things that Defense Works and Works does is we keep a neutral, we're a neutral party in anything we do, right? So I want to make sure I have the trust of those 103 small businesses or large businesses coming to AFWorks that we're not going to sway the decision any other than, the, yes, the technology's great, right? Um, we want to we keep neutral in that. And um, that's, that's one of our, I think, one of our secrets there or one of our best attributes. Um, so we have the, that trust of that community coming in here. And then once we have a technology we think is good, we'll actually invite the Air Force back in. We'll show them the technology. Actually, They actually help judge the technology. And then they're the ones that really make the, the final determination of who they go with. This is the KC-135, and this is really going to be hard to see. I apologize. Um, I should have made just one slide on it. But that's a 200 let's see what is a 100 million dollars per year in savings in just medical alone. Um, the new design cost estimates, uh, we beat that by 80%. So we saved about $2 million in that, um, um, in that design and that challenge. And we project about a $2 billion cost avoidance in medical bills throughout it, this project. So or throughout you know what the time frame of, of, of the KC-135 is. So a huge win for the aircraft, a huge win for the airmen that actually have to do the instruction so what are our challenges today Um, we talked about all those already multi-domain operations the concrete steel line concrete project and then the microelectronics provenance challenge and anytime anybody wants to see what we're working on go to www.afworkschallenge.com so just afworkschallenge.com you can always see what we're working on and everything we do has to be wide open and transparent, so you can even get in there and see kind of who's submitting. So, so what have we done? Here's our impacts. So since um, just just a, probably a little less than twelve months, because we say we kicked the facility off in January of two thousand eighteen, um, we had some startup, of course, things to do um, beyond just the inaugural kickoff of the event. Um, so we've done nine challenges. We've had 115,000 people view those pages of those challenges. We've saved the air for, or we've handed out 33 and a half million dollars worth of contracts out of those challenges. We've had uh, eight workshops, 548 stakeholders defining those challenges. Um, we've had 814 ideas. Um, We're about 24 weeks to contract, so we've saved about 506 weeks in time of contracts to the Air Force through those challenges. And we've had about 80,000 votes there of um, folks voting on the ideas and the challenges that we should move forward with. So I was talking to somebody earlier, and you know, AFWORKS is is in that phase of startup still. We're we're trying to get to that normalcy, but I, I really feel the energy of AFWORKS growing all the great things that AFWorks has done. I think this is an exponential curve year for Afworks. Um Right now, June is booked in the facility. Uh, we have next week's a little light, but other than that, every other week has been slammed. We've probably had about, I guess since I got back out here, the first part of June, we have probably had, I imagine 800 people come through the hub, I would guess, something like that. So very... Uh, a lot of people, we actually had NAVAIR in for three days this week, so the Navy's actually coming in and asking, how are you doing all these great things? We want a part of that. Um, so we're, we're, we're really making a difference, and, and some of the other things I didn't talk about here, I don't know how much time I have left, but two minutes? Wow. I wouldn't think I was going to talk that long, I apologize. So um, we'll, we'll get on, we'll go ahead to the next slide. Um, so anybody that wants to take a tour of AFWERX, um, you guys as a group, you're more than welcome. We just have to split that up a little bit. If you know an innovative company out there that's doing some great things, send them our way. Spread the word, of course, about all the great things AFWERX is doing because the more community engagement we can get, the more things we can do. And I, I, you know the sponsorship of events, we're having a big AFWorks Fusion event this year. It's, it's on the MDO uh, web, uh, on the MDO challenge. We expect about thousand to 1,200 people there at this event, and we already have over 180 submissions of ideas, and that normally doubles in the last two days, so we're probably looking at over 300 submissions in that challenge. So, Sorry, Sorry about that, I didn't think it was going to go that long.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Greg's got time for questions, if you want to, uh, he'll stick around afterwards. If you have any questions, he'd be more than happy to answer them for you. Um, this time, could I uh, have Rob Beck come up real quick? You have something to tell us. Yes, I actually uh, forgot that we are having our charter party on July 12th at Art to Art uh, Gallery in Tivoli Village, above it, um, from six to nine more information to come, but if you'll put uh, it in your calendar, we'll get the information out. Thank you. Thank you and welcome again. Okay, as we leave here today, let's go forth into the world in peace, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the fainthearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.